Testing, testing, one, two. Testing, testing, one, two. Where you at, Maddie Lou? I'm right here. Hey, hey. <laughs> can you hear me, brother? Yeah, I can hear you. Test, test, one, two. This is the Caption World Podcast, episode 21. We got Maddie Lou, Beauty B Plus. This is the test. Mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two. Capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is David Carmichael II, and this is the Capturing the World podcast, episode 21. And I have another guest, um, an entrepreneur out of uh, Newport, Virginia. She has her own um, boutique called Beauty B Plus for plus size women, and her name is Maddie Lou. How you doing today? I am good. Thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm real excited, man. I know you've been telling me to come to your store yes. um, for a while, and I'm, I'm glad I'm up here. And it, it looks very nice, man. I Thank like it a lot. Um, how long have you been in the store? I have been in this store a little over 90 days, so okay. the ending of October. That's what's up. So, um, so yeah, so um, Beauty B Plus, um, you, we've been doing a lot of fashion shows together. Yes. We've probably known each other for about a year so far, yeah, I think. No, it's been More a, little than over than two, a little over two years. Right, yeah, because mm-hmm. I think we first met at um, Miss Tracy's um, boutique. Boutique, yep. yeah, and we were a part of her uh, fashion shows and yes. stuff like that, and then we just built a connection ever since, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm glad to be we at the store now, and um, I'm glad to finally see it. I know you've been telling me to come up here for a long time. Yes. And um, yeah, very excited. So let's start about let's talk about um, that's your upbringing. Um, you know how did where did you grow up, and what got you into wanting to do like you know fashion? Okay, so I grew up in the seven five seven in Newport News. That's you right. Know. Woodside High School in the house, doing all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And um, I've always been thick, and I've always dressed my tail off. Uh-huh. That's just something I like to do. And um, be it that I was one of the bigger girls in high school, you know, it's different when you see things. You you kind of watch the other girls, and they're putting on these little outfits, and everything was looking good on them. And some of the things they wore, I could wear, and some of the things that – they wore I could not wear. So um, just growing up in those dynamics out here in the 757 and seeing um, what my niche was and how I worked myself into certain things made me start looking at fashion as a way to express myself. Okay. That's what's up. So um, so what made you come up with the name Beauty B Plus for, for your company? Well, I loved, you know, I love to always say Beauty Be You. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do it, do it a plus size kind of way, do it a bigger than average kind of way. You know what I mean? So I'm always looking, looking at the name as a way to encourage you like beauty, be who you are, beauty, be special, beauty, Mm. be great. You know what I mean? Just be who you are. So beauty, be a plus is just an extension of what I always had to tell myself growing up. You're beautiful. Be you don't be anybody else. Be authentically dope. Dress that way, walk that way and talk that way. And that's how I roll. That's what's up. So it's, um, is Beauty B like strictly a plus size line or is like some stuff for smaller women as well? Um, 
what we like to say is that we are predominantly plus, but mm. we cater to different women because we do customizations here. Gotcha. Um, so if there is something that you just can't live without that's at Beauty B and you're of the smaller size or your waist is smaller and your hips are bigger, we like to cater things to your actual body type. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. So um, what would you describe like your style? Like as far I'm looking in here and I see like a lot of... um dresses um i see some um i don't know how to explain it like i see that uh that two-piece suit it's like i don't know what does it say up there it's like um it's a it's like black pants and a shirt and it has like it says good something good vibes good vibes yeah, yes so that's like, that's a sweatsuit brother okay so you got you, basically you do everything <laughs> i got like, everything i like, got casual attire i have dress attire i have formal attire um, just a little bit of everything, you know, for any situation for a curvy girl, you know. Um, I like to say that I'm more on the dressy side because if you're going to step out, I believe you should step out right. And right. the only time that you should be really casual is in something like a school meeting, um, running to the grocery store and, um, you know, hanging with your kids. But outside of that, step it up a notch and, you know, <laughs> put, your, put your swag on, you know. Yeah. And I, I think America is kind of different. I feel like we're like one of the most relaxed countries because as far as like how we eat, they say we're, um, you know, we, we eat more than other countries. And we, I think we, I don't know, I feel like we dress down a lot more. Cause I think when you go like to Europe, they they dress more casual than, than we do. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But yeah. I guess it's the Western civilization, how we are on this side of the, of the world and over there is a little bit different. So I can kind of understand how you would say, you know, um, you know dress casual i guess more than what we do yeah i think that we're dressing a little bit too casual for my liking leggings and a t-shirt is not an outfit to me that's something that you wear at home to clean your toilets and um to walk the dog right um but that's an everyday attire and i'm not hating on anybody that throws that on or you know that wears that but you know if the same outfit that you wear to work out in which will be leggings and a t-shirt i don't believe should be the same outfit that you need to go on a date with your husband with yeah i feel you on that um so who would you describe your like who are who are your influencers over over time like who do you look up to like family wise and maybe like somebody that's already in the fashion industry Mm, um that's hard because I never really thought about who are the people that I see and be like, oh, you know, I could see me doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to choose one, I love Queen Latifah's style. Gotcha. Um, she's really eclectic about her style, but it's so um, it's dressed, but sexy and and she could wear it, dress it up or dress it down. But it never looks like she's not going to do something. Right. Um, that's the same with uh, Jill Scott when I see her. Every time I see her, she's slaying. You know, these are just curvier women that I've um, watched growing up that just always look good to me. So I like looking at the more curvier ladies that step out and look good and get in their life. Um, okay. Um. So, like, what? obstacles that you have to face as far as the starting your brand and maybe some challenges that you had to deal with oh wow like that (laughs) yeah i mean definitely you know starting your own business is like nurturing a baby Mm -hmm. you know it's yeah i definitely understand that (laughs) you you get out there and you put you know months of preparation just Mm -hmm. to give birth right and then when you give birth like you think wow yes 
the hard part's over. Yeah. And it's just beginning. Right. So right. for me, be it that I'm a mother, right? I kind of <laughs> understand that process, but it took me a while to nurture nurture the business and I'm still building this brand. I'm still growing and adding to and um, cultivating it into what I want it to be. So at this point, um, we, we're, we're still in the baby stages, just getting it together. But the hardest part for me, um, once I did cultivate it into a, um, a storefront or a brick and mortar entity mm-hmm. was having to put myself out there more. Right. Right. I don't that promote, promote, promote. And put your face on stuff. Eh. It's kind of hard to yeah. do that consistently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just every day or every other day, just trying to start showing people like, hey, it's me. I got this. And it's like, Lord, wait a second. <laughs> I, brother, yeah. you know, you just sit uh-huh. out there and you're like, God. So that right there in itself was just a lot for me. I love to use other people and models, but it seems like um, nobody can sell my brand like I can. Dang right. And uh, putting other people in it and having them work it, it's cute and they look good. Um, but I find that people take to it more when it's me on the forefront. So right. just pushing myself out there. Yeah, because yeah, I think people like want to see who's behind the brand. Um, I mean, of course, you want to use models and right. there's different people that can showcase it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I can understand what you're saying because every now and then people want to see who's the face and who's running the business. Right. Because um, to me, it's like, you know, I use social media a lot to promote. Um, and to me, you know, sometimes I might get discouraged if I don't know, because sometimes I feel like I don't get traction enough on certain posts and some posts might be better than other posts. And sometimes I'll be like. I feel like I'm just worrying people like, dang, he always posting it like, all right, we get it. We get, you got a clothing line. Right. But at the same time, like I got to think about as a business, what did you see when you're driving? You see those same companies promoting all the time. And of course, people might say, well, they're big companies. You know, we buy from them all the time. But those companies won't where they at, you know, years ago. Like they had to keep promoting, keep promoting, keep advertising, keep uh improving their brand over time you know what i'm saying it's easy to say like oh they're established now but we all think like you know nobody had to come up from a certain point like all these big brands had to start from somewhere you got to realize like you're at that same spot too and you just got to keep pushing keep pushing so even though i might not feel like promoting all the time i just know like nobody's gonna hear about me if i don't promote you know well i think like when you're out there promoting and you're marketing and you start to think, oh, you know, I'm getting on people's nerves. True enough, you're getting on people's nerves, but it's that, or you could be, I'm not sure if you do, mm-hmm. but it's that subconscious mindset. It's it's that constant promoting that when something finally does happen where they need an outfit, you're one of the first brands that they think about, right? right, right. Because you're subconsciously always putting yourself in, you know, the back of their mind. So at the end of the day, regardless of how much I promote or how much I don't promote, it always shows. So mm-hmm. if I'm only promoting a little, I can tell in my business numbers, right? And yeah. if I'm promoting more, I can tell in my business numbers. Of course, we're in business not only to make money and get our names out there, but to also grow. And you can't grow without being uncomfortable, right? Exactly. So we got to make ourselves uncomfortable to get to the places that we want to be. That's a fact. And I'm glad you said that because sometimes we can be complacent and just, 
you know, like you might have something that works for a while. You you, you might be just cool with doing what you've been doing, but over time you're gonna always have to evolve and sometimes you can just stay complacent that's not a good thing so and i can relate to that because sometimes i don't like being uncomfortable you know what i'm saying right. but i know i gotta put myself in a situation where i'm not comfortable so i can expand and yeah. over time I, you know after i do whatever i was worried about then i'd be like damn why was i worried about that in the beginning right and it wasn't that bad you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um that's like me doing you know, you know, more fashion shows and just thinking about what people are saying about my brand. Like, you know, they might not think it's all that they might. Some people might love it. Um, I might think a particular piece isn't wasn't my best piece, but I put it on the runway anyway. Um, but like I said, for me, you know, fashion shows is like a trial and error to see what people like and what people don't like. And um, just know I know for myself, I had to learn like everybody's not going to like every piece you put out there. And um, fuck it, just put it out there. Like yeah. you never know what people will say. And, um, yeah, so I know for a fact, like, you just got to keep evolving this, make yourself uncomfortable. That's exactly. how you can grow. So, <laughs> yeah, and everything ain't for everybody. Right. Like, you know, this is not for everybody. You know, financially, it's not for everybody. Right. My mm-hmm. price point might not be the same price point as, as Walmart. You know what I right. mean? So everything is not for everybody. And I love to make sure I put that in the back of my mind. You know, some of these pieces are not for the girl that loves, you know, the leggings look. I don't carry leggings in my store. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So everything ain't if it's not for everybody and it's not something that i'm trying to fit the mold for everybody it's for those girls who like the stunt right you know what i'm saying right and you got to stay true to what your brand is about yeah because, what's your vision yeah because like for me i understand like people would tell me you gotta make this make this make this but for me like my brand is streetwear strictly streetwear um might be a little bit pricier but i like to provide i guess you know good quality streetwear as far as hoodies um shirts and whatever else i make um and i do make like more dressier stuff every now and then like, i try to include like the hoodie dresses um just different things like that but i still want to stay true to who i am as a brand exactly and um it's one thing if you you want to be able to listen to advice at certain points but you don't want the advice to override your true vision of your exactly. brand because after that, it's not even your brain anymore. It's Someone other else's. people's brain, yeah. So it's just a balance of listening and doing what you want and kind of combining that to still push on with your brand. So, but yeah, I can definitely relate to that. So um, another question, how can someone stand out in the fashion industry as far as, like, I know for me, um, it's a lot of... Uh, brands out here a lot of um clothing lines and it seems like the the industry is saturated with different brands and it seems like it seems like how can i get to that certain level of, of all these brands around me it's like you know like how can i make myself stand out so i know like it's a lot of boutique owners around here yeah and someone might say you know all these boutiques around here like what makes you different from this other boutique like how can you say you can make yourself stand out amongst everyone else? I think the biggest thing about um, making yourself stand out is just being authentically you. You know, nobody is you. And when you start to put your spin on things, like you can have the exact same outfit and dress it up totally different mm-hmm. than someone else. Um, I know some people that have a plaid 
jacket or a button up, right? And yeah. they'll take that same plaid j- button up, put a bodysuit on, have some um, cut off jeans, distressed jeans, and then wrap that same plaid jacket around their waist, right? right. That's a different look. Then you have someone who might have that same plaid shirt, button it all the way up to the top, regular straight leg pants and a nice stiletto mm-hmm. with a bad bag. Totally different looks, same exact piece, but it's dressed differently. Everybody is not going to be the same and everybody can't do the same. So I think when people start focusing on their lane, that's right. when you'll be able to stand out as a brand because people are attracted to people who do them. Uh So the more you stay authentic to yourself and stay in your lane, the more people are going to try to get over there and see what you got and see how you moving. Because people want to see what's new to them. And how I do things is always going to be new to them because they're not me. Exactly. Yeah, and I can can definitely agree with what you're saying because um, even with myself, I know I feel like even though – I'm a clothing line and I'm amongst all the other clothing lines in this area and in the world in general. Um, I just think my name speaks speaks for myself, like capture the world. It's no other brand called capture the world. So even though I'm a clothing line amongst plenty of clothing lines, you just got to make yourself different in that way. Like how can your story, how can the meaning of your brand be different from somebody else's brand? Right. Um, and just convince people on why they should buy your brand. You know what I'm saying? Even though they can go get the same, maybe the same hoodie, the same hat from another brand, might be the same quality or lesser quality. But it's all about, for me, it's all about marketing. How can you market yourself? How can you make people believe in your vision? Because you're going to always believe in your business because it's your business. But how can you make those other people outside of you believe, like, man, this is Beauty B is what I need to buy because I just believe in what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, it's being yourself and it's being different and not try to copy anybody else's style even though you like you know you might might sell similar things to somebody else but how can you make yourself different um promotion and just how you carry yourself will, will make people gravitate to your brand so exactly so i can definitely relate to that um so what do you think about you know black designers these days i've seen uh beyonce just released her um ivy park collection with adidas mm-hmm. um I just see like a lot of black designers being recognized these days in the industry. Um, you got Rihanna with her makeup, her makeup line, um, with her um, her luxury line. Uh-huh. Um, you have you know Kanye doing his thing with his shoes and his clothes. It just seems like you know black designers are, are doing their thing in an industry where it might be dominated by white white males, white women. What do you think about you know black people rising up and really making a name for themselves out here? I mean, I'm all about anybody really getting down to it and making money, Mm -hmm. you know, and building themselves up and their investment portfolios. Excuse me. Um, But moreover, I'm impressed with the ones that are coming up from the bottom, like Mm -hmm. yourself, you know, building something and um, making it into a fortifiable business that will thrive later on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's awesome that. Beyonce, Kanye West, and all of them are doing things of that nature, but they're also attaching their names to bigger conglomerates. Right. Those people help to push that. And really, it's um, propaganda, right? Mm -hmm. So what they do is they tie themselves to a larger name than them, and they push it, and therefore they both get a sale, right? Mm -hmm. Almost like a club owner 
bringing in a, a, a musician and right. or a promoter and they get half of the door, mm-hmm. right? Split the profits from the door. I'm more interested in the younger people that are coming up and doing something fresh and new and building it from a baby standpoint because that's where I am with it, you know. Right. I could take these same clothes and attach it to a Rihanna or a Beyonce and, right. you know, that's bank. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are not, right, like the capture the worlds of the world mm-hmm. right? <laughs> uh, the beauty bees of the world i like those kind of things i like the people that are coming up from the bottom and and as a black woman in this industry i say the more the merrier that are starting to do their own thing because we are a billion dollar consumers black people as a right, whole and exactly. um if we can just put a little piece of that pie back into our communities, that's mm. when it's going to matter. If you're shopping Giuseppe and um, Versace and those more expensive brands that you love to see the, our favorite celebrities in, mm. you're not really feeding back into your community. Right. So at the end of the day, I, it's cool, but I'd rather see it back, those same dollars being spent over here with you, with right. me, with um, Mary's Boutique, things like that, um, because these same outfits are being pushed elsewhere. You mm-hmm. feel me? Right. So, ah, you know what I'm saying? But, but what can we do to um, improve that? Like, and I feel like we, we as a general population, like black population, talk about that a lot. Like we say, yeah, we always spend our money on other, on other brands, but we don't support our own. Like what can we do to really change that? Or is it changing? Is it changing? I mean, I think the dynamics are slowly taking a turn. I don't know if it's necessarily changing because, again, most people want to be, you know, someone else. Right. Want to idol something else. And um, that's including what's the latest brand that they're wearing. It it gets to a point where it's, where it's kind of uncomfortable for people to actually be comfortable in their own skin. Right. right. Um even all the way down to elementary school students, like my son is a, a young kid, but he's like, mom, everybody's in Jordans. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you mm-hmm. got your own Jordans too, but what do you like, son? Right. You know what I mean? What is it that you like? And I want him to get away from the names and get specific to what he really likes. What's exactly. your style? You right. know, how can you express yourself on your own and not be pressed about what's the name on your foot? Mm-hmm. Kind of past that we we older now so i think a way for us as individuals and as black people as a whole to get past all of that is we need to drop the names and get true to us you know and the more Mm -hmm. we start getting true to ourselves the easier it's going to be for us to start supporting one another in the business because then we won't we'll no longer feel like we're in competition but we're supporting with our community within our community and that's where it starts right yeah i can agree um and um, you know, the Jordan thing, I can like it's it's people that that really like the word Jordans. It's like you said, it's about what you like. So if you really like to wear them, that's cool. But exactly. don't don't let people influence or dictate what you wear or dictate what you wear. Like yeah. if you like it, it's cool. If you genuinely genuinely like it, it's fine. But just don't wear it because you see others wearing it. Like be your own man. Right. My biggest thing, like I t- tell my son, if you remove the name, are you still feeling the shoe? Right. Right. Exactly. If you take this name off of the shoe, is that shoe still bomb? Right. Do you still like the design? Yeah, without like Jordan without symbol, the like. name. <laughs> are we rocking with it? You know, like 
I'm the phone posits. All right, son. Right. Is this you? You know, and he's uh, like, yeah, mommy, I like that. I'm like, okay, cool. Right. After that, then I'll drop the coin. Mm-hmm. And that's for any designer. There's a young man in Richmond who um, designs shoes and he uses um, authentic Italian leather on his shoes. Oh, word. Bomb. I'm talking about got a gold chain attached to it and everything on the side. These are some really nice shoes. I'm going to look it up and get you the name. Okay. Um, but... This young brother sells his shoes for two hundred and twenty dollars. Damn right, you got Italian leather. You Come on, the best, the best of the best. Come on, and um, he went out there, he studied his craft, and he found what he thought was the best, and right. he brought it back. And um, we were sitting there at an event, and I'm looking at him trying to promote his shoes, and people is like, "How much?" He's like two twenty. They like, oh, like they balling up their face, and I'm like, these look quite similar. Yeah. To the Jordans that, you know, I see young brothers dropping 280 on. Right. 240 on. And the quality is much better. Mm-hmm. But these are too much for you. But it's because you're purchasing a name and not the actual shoe. Like, what if we started looking at the quality of the shoe that we're purchasing mm-hmm. and compare it to the price that we're paying? Right. Once we compare quality and um, finances, then that makes you, you know, a uh, better fit for your community, how you're going to invest into your community. You got to start matching and mirroring the things that are necessary for us to feed into the community. And I think that's important. Yeah, and I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned, like, the quality because I've heard over time, like, you know, when, when Jordans first came out, they had better quality. But over <laughs> time, once they know people was, you know, were going to buy them, uh, I've heard like you know when you know how they re-release the Jordans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they'll change up the quality, or they'll you know wherever wherever they use to make it on the last run, they kind of change up to see how they can make it a little cheaper, but still up the price. Mm-hmm. And that's like a marketing tactic. But us as the as the consumer, we don't realize that we just know all oh, these these Jordan Twelves are coming out again. I got to get these, but little do you know they're up in the price, but decreasing the quality of it. But they know you're going to buy it regardless because of the name. And I think people know that they, I think people are aware, you know, that's the sad thing. You're still, you're aware and you're still going to purchase it. Right. You know what I mean? You're aware and you're still going to purchase it. So we got to start really looking at things for what they are. Mm -hmm. The quality is not there anymore. The price is um, out of this world at this point, or it's not in my budget. If you're a millionaire and it's in your budget, by all means, you go ahead and Get that $195 to $290 shoe. That's your business. Mm-hmm. But if you're sitting here and you got kids to put through school and doing um, the necessary to take care of your household, maybe that $190, $280 shoe isn't necessary as of right now, you know? Right. And people got to start looking like that. Yeah, we definitely do got to start looking like that. Um, but it's always going to be people out there that wants to just buy what they buy because of you know what people are wearing you know what i'm saying um but yeah we definitely got to push to um change the narrative when it comes to that and just you know start supporting more you know smaller brands and just help spread the coin around right like you can buy jordans but you know maybe every shoe you buy don't got to be jordans like you know maybe Absolutely. buy one pair and see if you can support like somebody else that got the same quality or better quality shoes um you know because it's a lot of designers that are being overlooked because of you know the big names right and we always think we got to get the big names but it's a lot of small even like when it comes to comes to luxury fashion like it's a lot of 
smaller luxury fashion brands that you can still buy like that's on the maybe on the same level as gucci or better yeah or better you know <laughs> i'm i just hey i i'm looking into trends and i i love fashion so when i see that they're putting croc balenciagas out right i'm blown <laughs> right these are crocs yeah without the name uh-huh and nine hundred dollars plus right. Right. right and then they're giving you you know things that you can stick inside of your shoe uh-huh. like these is push on pins right into your crocs right but thirteen hundred dollars crazy listen they're being bought yeah just and i'm not hating on anybody that has the coin that wants to purchase them you know if that's right. what you want to do that's what you want to do but as for me and my house right we're not buying no 1400 balenciagas that's crocs heck no shoot that's that's rent right there listen that's a you sliding your foot into some plastic right <laughs> right well yeah i mean i think the fashion Phone. industry will always be like that it's just and you know um fashion is subjective you know um something that i might not wear personally you know i feel like fashion is always trying to test the limits test the limits too much at certain times but i mean that's fashion for you like it's always gonna be something that's like i would look at and be like man what in the world are you doing forward forward <laughs> fashion yeah um a futuristic fashion absolutely um i see it all the time you know lizzo got to touch on lizzo she's a big girl mm-hmm. um she was at a game and she had her butt cut out and yeah, decided to story. twerk for the for the crowd hey you know not me right right, <laughs> right, right. all right so it, it just it's fashion but i think we also got to stop looking at fashion and like not what's the next big thing, but really start looking at emotionally how we're tied to fashion. Mm-hmm. People are emotional buyers and people buy based upon how they feel, Right, you know, and right. that's the best part of my job. How mm-hmm. does this make you feel? And what do you think about yourself when you're in the mm-hmm. garment? Exactly. You know what I mean? And if it's a portion of it that's tied to just image, self image, it doesn't matter what they put on. If they're right. not feeling good about themselves, exactly. nothing's going to look good to them. Exactly. So we got to get past all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's always about encouraging each other. Right. Um, I mean, because, I mean, you probably can agree, like, shopping could be therapeutic for someone. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, you might be feeling crappy, have a crappy day, but if you go shopping and find, like, the right dress for you, that can maybe make your day or whatever. Yeah. Um, but... But yeah, like you were saying, make sure you just overall feeling good about yourself. Um, so whatever you do try on or whatever you do wear, you're feeling good about it. And and us as um, business owners, that's our job to make the customer feel good about themselves when they're wearing our, our clothes. Right. And give honest, honest critiques. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't do that, big girl. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't saying? know about that. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Right. Yeah. But this right here might be the one. This one here. Right. That's the shot. Right. <laughs> Got to give it to him. Right. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so what are your goals for the brand in 2020? Um, really, my goal is to just get through the first year, man. Uh, you yeah, know, right. <laughs> a brick and mortar is a different, a oh, different man. beast. Oh man. Um. Tell so you. my my goals are really, really simple: get through the first year and to you know obtain organic foot traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, come to me, right? Right. So I just want to have organic foot traffic and um, stay authentic to my brand and just make it through the first year. 
after that, I can kind of watch the trends and know how I'm going to um, direct my marketing dollars moving forward. Okay. But now I got to see what works. So trial and error is, is a must right now. Trial and error is definitely a must because sometimes we're afraid to do the trial. <laughs> we just want to know if it works before yeah. we do it. Like It's but, the error, man. But we're already like, God damn it. But like at the same time, you got to try because you're not going to know. We're not psychics like. And just because it might have worked for somebody else, that don't mean it might not work for you. And it's that try, try again. Like, you know, if you can do one thing and the slightest thing can throw off your number, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's like the hue of your background for a photo, for photography, right? Right. But if you put it against the right background, like maybe a black backdrop or something, and that same garment is going to make it pop more, you know, using things like that just make it all the more better. So if the first time you don't succeed, retry and do something different dang right um yeah definitely that because even you know like you said if it might if it doesn't work it maybe it was just the way you did it that Mm -hmm. was the reason didn't work so that's trying to analyze what you did wrong and see what you can tweak to make it better or you might be like man this doesn't work at all let me try something else you know, so it's all about just analyzing everything that you do. Exactly. And maybe trying to overthink it so much. Like, I know mm-hmm. for me, I can, I can might overthink a lot on certain things. And um, instead of just doing it and seeing how it would go, I just try, try to, like, see what I can do to get it right before I even do it. You know what I'm saying? Dang, how the, you doing that, bro? I, I don't need, know. <laughs> I need that. I, I want to do that. I, I but I, that's a, that's the thing that you can't do it. So it's like whatever you whatever whatever idea you have, let's put it out there and see what happens. And then once you get the feedback from it, analyze it, see what you can switch up, tweak it a little bit, and then try yeah. it again. You know, what yeah, I'm yeah. Because so, I love to just throw the whole thing away. Right. Like, it's over. Right? right. It's over. I ain't trying to ever exactly. again. Exactly. But no, it's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. My mother says so definitely just redo it and do it again until you kind of get the outcome that you're looking for. And I'm not saying exactly the same way, but a different way. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Um, So why should people wear beauty B plus? Okay. Because it's me. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. No, people should come in here because they're going to get something different. They're going to get something that is not just something that they can go out and get at any other store, but something that's going to be authentically geared towards them. You know, you can take a piece in this store, dress it up, dress it down. You can even add another piece to it and just get a whole new flair of who you're trying to be and what you're trying to represent. And that's why you should come to Beauty BA Plus. It's not a lot of plus size boutiques out here mm-hmm. um especially on this side on the 757 side right. um i mean i think there's one major one on the um south side i believe right. but there's nothing up here closer to the fort eustis area so if you're looking for something geared towards a plus size um woman or you're a plus size woman you definitely should come in here and see what we have to offer um beautiful pieces beautiful bags uh it's just so much in here that you can choose from to get what you're looking for it's a little bit of something for everybody minus leggings so (laughs) so you know just come in and check us out i mean if it's for you it's for you dang right so um if someone was to come up to you and be like i need some advice on how to start a clothing brand um what would you tell them like that's one that's one thing you would tell them if they wanted like to start a brand like Maddie Lou, uh, I want to start a brand. Like how, give me like some advice on how, how can I even start? What, what would you say? Pray, 
Mm. <laughs> pray, <laughs> right? You got to, <laughs> I always say pray. Before you do anything, I really believe in the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know this is not a religious podcast, but the reality of it is um, if you're moving without direction, especially from a higher being, a higher entity, then you're just moving loosely. And I don't believe in moving loosely. I believe in moving with distinction and focus. Mm -hmm. So just pray, get your mind right, know where you're going to go and how you're going to get there. And just keep pushing, really. That's all I can say, pray. Because this is not for the faint of heart. It's not. This is (laughs) not... For those people who think, hey, I could do this and quit my job. No, you cannot. You know, and even if you do, you're going to get rid of, you know, the extra money that you saved up is going to go quicker than you think. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, The money that your parents might have left you, that's gone. Right. right? right. And you're still going to see room for improvement. So this is a long time investment and you're going to have to continue to grow it. Amen. Amen. Um. Yeah, prayer definitely works. Yeah, and yeah. And I know for myself, man, I gotta, I gotta pray because like certain directions that I want to take in the in my business, I re- I really don't know at certain times, and I have to, I have to pray on it and ask God, like you know, um, you know, I really believe this is this is something that uh, I need to do. Like I feel like this is my gift, right? And I feel like this is the gift that you gave me. So like, this, you know, give me some direction on what I should do next, and you know, he'll he'll show you the way. Always, I, and I really think that it's okay to fail. Right. It's okay to fail. If this is something that you're passionate about and you start it and you fail it, then do it again just a different way. Mm-hmm. Right? Just keep on going. Whatever you do, don't don't stop. But don't be afraid of failure either. So at the end of the day, I think people get this notion that whatever they do, how they're going to start it, if I can't win immediately, then it's not mm-hmm. worth doing. Right. And that's not, that's not what you go into entrepreneurship for mm-hmm. in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to take the risk as well as the reward. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. And I think, you know, some of us try to like make money right away. Like, you know, we all, we all want to work for ourselves, but we think the money is going to flow in quickly, which is not, um, unless you already got some connections in the beginning, but, the majority of us don't have those type of connections right so we're gonna have to grind from the ground up you know what i'm saying so um yeah that's knowing like you know if you fail you don't need to quit it's, it's a failure but you don't you don't need to quit keep on going mm-hmm. and even though you might think like whatever industry you're in might be saturated saturated with the same amount of people um you can still rise above and still make your own coin mm-hmm. amongst everyone else like it's not just a couple of spots in a certain industry like we can all make a coin like we spend as black people we spend so much money and then the whole world itself like we always buying stuff you know what mm. i'm saying it's always gonna be somebody that, that might that might need your product it's just about how you go about it and how you present yourself and yeah you can make a name for yourself absolutely i think everybody shouldn't forget how many pieces or how many things of bread is on the bread aisle in the store right, right, right. and then on top of that the people whose grandma make homemade biscuits that's at home this is all still bread people and it still is a way of, of making some type of money you right. know what i mean people get stuck on just the aisle when it's a really big world out there and there's so many different people that's making bread and still making a profit from it dang right dang right seven billion people in the world we all can make a coin in some way right um so this is my last question, and this is a question that I always ask every guest. Um, how do you plan on capturing the world? I plan on <laughs> capturing the world through prayer, meditation, and consistency. 
Hey, man. Come on through. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, I can definitely agree with that. Prayer is very important in meditation. It's trying to be, um, keep your mental space, clear. you know, clear. And um, that's how you can be able to move forward. You that's know? right. Clear vision, clear focus. Dang right. So, um where can people find you social media wise and, and what's the address of the store so people can come up ah, to the store you knew that was coming <laughs> right all right so you can catch me on instagram at beauty b a plus right capital b e a t no e a u t y here we go come on now b-e-e-a-p-l-u-s right and then you can catch me on facebook under maddie lou gilliam right it sounds exactly the way it's spelled. M-A-T-T-I-E-L-O-U, Gilliam, G-I-L-L-I-A-M, or Beauty B-A+. It'll pull up both ways. Mm-hmm. And come to the storefront at 12975 yes, Jefferson Avenue, Suite 102. See me from 11 to 7 Monday or Tuesday through Saturday. That's a bit. So, right. yeah. All my, you know, plus size women, you Come know, on, fluffies. looking to uh, purchase some, you know, good pieces from Maddie Lou. Y'all come up to the um to the boutique, man. Come up. It's real nice, and I'm glad to you know to see it for the first time. A real nice setup, man. Make you feel right at home. Um, yeah, definitely gotta check it out, man. Um, but yeah, Maddie Lou, I, I thank you for um, thank being you a part for of the podcast. Me. Um, this is a real good conversation. I I just like talking with people that's in the clothing fashion right. industry is just you know we can relate and speak on certain things that can kind of help each other and um yeah man like the fashion industry is, is a big industry but we all can you know make a coin somehow so right it's run for all of us to eat and i just love connecting with different brands and just talking about business man man thanks thanks <laughs> thanks a million for having me talk about my passions and how i get down that's what's up. So this is episode 21 of the Caption World podcast. This is your boy, David Carmichael II, owner of Caption World. Um, we have Maddie Lou from UDB Plus. Thank you again. Yes. And this is episode 21, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Hey.